When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it may be for you. My name is Caitlin Umland, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, also known as Be That Girl. So, like, what the fuck is up, you guys? I am sitting here with Lua. It has been a minute, minute since we last got to hang out with you guys. Um, My life has been actually psychotic, which is kind of funny because I feel like I've actually started all of my recent podcasts off this way, like explaining to you guys where I've been making excuses. So, you know, I might as well just keep the trend going and do it again. (laughs) So since we last hung out, I started teaching at a second studio, a second fitness studio. For those of you guys that are new, I am a, before I was just a Pilates instructor, now I can officially call myself a fitness instructor in general. I still teach Pilates, but I have also added a full body weights class, high intensity, some interval training, all this stuff. Uh, It's in a heated room, which averages about 86, 88 degrees. And let me say it's fucking hard. Honestly, every time I take a class there, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pass out, but in the best way possible. So if that's your thing, like you just like to destroy your body in a way that's great for it. If you're ever in Kansas City, come see me at Sweat Forum. I promise you guys will hate me in the moment, but I also promise that you guys will thank me for it after. So that's added a lot of time and stress to my plate as well as also having some health issues I've been experiencing as well. I don't think I've really talked about this on here and I'll probably actually do a full episode dedicated to just this stuff at some point, but starting back in about November, I started experiencing like significant weight gain, mental and physical exhaustion, migraines and headaches, and big fluctuation in kind of my mental health. All of this was pretty new to me. Uh, I actually let it go on for quite a few months until back in January. I was driving back from St. Louis to Kansas City and I got a migraine, which I had been having a lot, but it was so bad. I was about five minutes from my apartment that I lost my vision. And I was on the highway. I had my dog in the backseat. I was lucky. I was lucky to have made it home. Honestly, let's just say that. So After that, I was like, okay, I have to do something about this. It has been in total about a five-month progress to kind of figure out what was process, to kind of figure out what was happening with my body. But I did some tests, went to the doctor, spent a lot of money, and I found out that I am both anemic and then I also have sleep apnea. Now I know you're all thinking, you're 26, why do you have sleep apnea? One thing I didn't know is that there's multiple types of sleep apnea. I am not the wake myself up from snoring and fall asleep in the middle of the day type. I have an obstructed airway, so when I sleep, I often don't get enough oxygen into my brain, so I wake up with a headache almost every single day, and I never actually reach that deep REM sleep, which leaves me exhausted constantly, virtually exhausted. Was virtually even correct to use in that sentence? I don't know. I don't teach English, but whatever. Anyway, I now have a lovely little iron pill that I take every single day for my anemia, and I am getting a wonderful little CPAP machine next week. And if that all goes well and works out for me, sorry for Lewis snoring in the background, it will help me actually reach that deep sleep for the first time in honestly my life. 
I also imagine that whenever I finally get a boyfriend and bring him back to my house, it's going to be like a huge turn on for him to watch me sleep with my big ass seatbelt machine, right? I guess we'll crash that bridge when we get there, I guess. Anywho, I say all of this to let you guys know that I am getting my shit under control. Summer is in two weeks. I will be done with school, which has also been taking a huge, huge hit on my mental health and my level of energy lately. But once that is out, I plan on getting a new episode out to you guys every single week this summer. And yeah, I'm just really happy to be back with you guys. So without further ado, let's get into today's topic. So I normally try and come up with like a fancy title, not a fancy title, but just like a clever title that's kind of like eye-catching. But honestly, I'm just going to keep this short and sweet. Because today we're going to be talking about lightening the fuck up and letting go of being an absolute control freak. (laughs) I know some of you guys are like, okay, let me turn off this episode because I'm a control freak and I like it. (laughs) That's kind of harsh, but it's true. And I once was also like you guys. And a lot of us as women, I think, tend to lean more towards being control freaks than men. Um, I just kind of think it's you know, we're a lot more emotional. We're a lot more logical and realistic than men. And so for them, it's kind of just like, oh, whatever happens, happens. For us, it's like, okay, I have to make sure that exactly what I want happens at the exact right time, at the exact same way, all that stuff. Me 100%. If you don't know what a control freak is, let me break it down for you. A control freak is someone who feels an obsessive need to have constant control over not only themselves, but all the people around them, and also to be in charge of all the situations around them. Being a control freak is quite literally what I do for a living, right? (laughs) I am a high school teacher. I control the classroom. I am a Pilates instructor. I'm a fitness instructor. I control the training room. That's my job. But my job shouldn't be my life, right? I need to be able to separate the two. Being a control freak is a trait that I honestly think I was born with. But like actually, because my grandma was the OG control freak, my mom came next. She was a little less than my grandma, but most definitely still pretty high on the control freak spectrum. Then popped out my older sister, who actually is the furthest along the control freak spectrum. She's the control freak of all control freaks. She's the queen control freak. And here I am a recovering control freak. And when I say a recovering control freak, I mean I have to actively wake up every single day and decide to lighten up and just let life happen sometimes. For me and a lot of people, I think there's a few reasons behind why we always crave so much control in every aspect of our lives. For one, myself included, a lot of us suffer from anxiety. I get anxiety when it comes to just about everything in my life. If I'm going somewhere and I don't know the parking situation, I'm either going to have to look it up or I'm Ubering, okay? I'm not going to stress myself out. If I have to go to an all-staff event at my school, I have to immediately text my work bestie, where are you at? Meet up with me before we walk in. I can't – it's a whole bunch of social anxiety to just walk in there, right, and sit down, not know what to expect. When I get to be in control of every little aspect of life, that takes away a lot of the anxiety that comes along with it. If I make a decision for myself or for you – So then I don't have to sit around and worry about what decision you'll make and how it will affect me. That gets rid of a lot of anxiety for me, right? 
another reason I think we tend to be control freaks is that we want everything to be perfect. And I don't think this one necessarily comes from a bad place, but it can have a negative outcome. I love all the people in my life so immensely that I'm like, okay, let me just tell you exactly what to do or how to act because this is what I think is best for you and I want what's best for you because I love you, so just listen to me. It's like a cycle. But sometimes just because you love someone and you think this is the best decision for them doesn't mean that's the correct decision for them, right? And it's never been that I think I'm better than or smarter than or anything like that. But it's like, okay, if I can plan this out and make this decision for you in every single aspect of your life, then hopefully I can make you happy and the vision in my head of what I want for you will come to life. I have that issue a lot with my friends. And sometimes I just have to take a step back and be like, Caitlin, calm the fuck down. From what I've talked to a lot of my students about is that fear is also a huge driver in the need to be in control. The fear of being hurt, the fear of being let down, the fear of not knowing what could happen. This fear is something that everyone has experienced at some point and honestly makes a lot of sense. It fucking sucks to be hurt or disappointed or let down, but it's a part of life. And it's a part of life that you can not, it's a part of life that you can quote unquote not control away. There are a million different reasons that might drive you to be a control freak, but the important thing is that you need to figure out what is driving that aspect of your personality and address that reason. Being a control freak has cost me a lot of things in my life. Friendships, relationships, the list goes on. I've lost many friends over my constant desire to be in charge. When my best friend Ashton and I first moved to Kansas City, there was this girl named Anna who I became super close with super fast. Anna was not the kind of person I typically um, like was drawn to, not the kind of person I would typically be friends with, but that's what I admired so much about our friendship is it was so refreshing to have just like a different type of person that was in my friend group. Towards the end of the friendship, we started fighting a lot more and hanging out a lot less over many different reasons, many different things. And there was a lot of stuff that went into the end of our friendship. But the one thing that stuck out to me was she was speaking to Ashton, my best friend, about the whole situation. And she said, and I quote, the only redeeming thing about her is her confidence, her being me. This was followed up with a nice long laundry list about how Everything always has to be my way or highway. I'm always in charge. I'm a control freak. No one else gets to have a say. And honestly, this isn't the first time I've heard this. I once was told that I am such a big personality and such a leader that when I walk into the room, I suck the air out of every room that I'm in until there's none left for anyone else to have. Honestly, that's like a line of poetry. Like I'm not... I can't be that upset because that's really a great line. And at the time it was true because everyone had to be doing what I wanted, when I wanted, and how I wanted it to be done. This part of my personality has also had a huge impact on, honestly, the majority of my romantic relationships as well. If there's one thing I've learned about men is that they hate being pressured. And if there's one thing that comes along with being a control freak, it's being a peer pressure as well. And it's not the peer pressure like, oh, you have to drink. You have to take a shot. No, it's the peer pressure as you need to do this now. You need to do it this way. 
I would be so controlling and try to pressure my significant others into doing things how I wanted them to be done and the way that I liked it, that it just continued to drive us further and further apart. And as I said earlier, this was not done in a like malicious way. This was done in a way that I was like, I just know best and I want the best for you and this is what I think it is. As I have gotten older, I have definitely calmed down in this area, but trust me when I say I have a long way to go, and I honestly don't think this is something that's ever going to completely go away for me. I think it's something that I will have to constantly work on for the rest of my life, but there are some things that have helped me along the way that I have to constantly keep in mind. So first thing in, to keep in mind when learning to let go of control is that you cannot predict, control, or change the future. Okay, no matter how hard you try, you just cannot. No amount of planning, no amount of controlling, no amount of pressuring is going to stop the things from happening that are meant for you in your life. So why the fuck am I stressing myself out so much, worrying so much over things that I truly actually don't have a say in in the end? It is okay to just let life happen. You can do all the planning in the world, but life is still going to happen the same way life always does. And all that time that you spent worrying and trying to change and trying to control is just going to be wasted. To me, and I didn't appreciate this when I was younger, but as I've gotten older, I really have. One of the most beautiful things about life is that you have both ups and downs. You know, when I was younger, I just wanted all the ups. Give me all the good stuff. But if I lived a life where I had nothing but ups, then it wouldn't be an up at that point. It would just be another day in the life, right? You don't appreciate the ups and the good things in life until you've experienced the downs and the bad things in life. Let the downs happen. Let the ups happen. Life is not a straight linear line. It's hills and it flows and it ebbs and it's a beautiful thing to let life happen. Second thing to keep in mind and probably the biggest, not everything in life needs a reaction. When I was younger, I had to tell everyone my opinion on every single thing that happened, whether it was warranted or not. If you asked for it or not, I was going to tell you. This is one of the biggest signs of immaturity I constantly see in my students, actually. I see them constantly having to get the last word in or get the final say or get another sentence out. Just shut the fuck up sometimes. It doesn't make you, oh, I'm just super honest. No, it doesn't make you outspoken. It doesn't make you strong to always have to share your opinion. It actually makes you an immature asshole and is just another way that a lot of us like to show control. It is not necessary and you're actually adding just a whole bunch of unnecessary stress to yourself by doing this. Not everyone needs to know your opinion and not everything needs a reaction. You don't have to give your input in every situation and sometimes it's just easier to sit back and go with the flow. One of my favorite things to say is just, okay, I might not agree with you, but we don't have to fight about it. Pick and choose your battles in life. Not everything needs a reaction. Lastly, every single shitty situation that you have gone through in life, you've also gotten through. All those situations that you thought you would never get through, you got through, and you are stronger because you got through them. Stop trying to control all the hurt and the hardships out of your life. Let them happen. They happen for a reason, and it's one of the biggest ways that you grow. When I look back on my life and 
I mean this wholeheartedly, it truly is mind blowing that every single situation that I have been ever been in every single one, even the shittiest of shitty situations have all worked out for my favorite in the end. They either taught me something, they ended on a healthy relationship. They brought in a new relationship, whatever the reason was it built on each other. And I needed that to happen. Even when I didn't see why in the beginning and most of these situations I tried to control and change away, but in the end I needed them to get to where I am today. And so do you. I promise you it's okay to sit back and let life happen sometimes. I guarantee you everything that happens in your life will eventually work itself out. One of the most important things um, for me in life is that my life might not look the way that I thought it was going to look or the way that I maybe wanted it to look, but it looks the exact way that I needed it to look and the way that I meant or and the way that it's meant to look. Does that make sense? It's not what I wanted, but it's what I needed, and I'm thankful for that. As always, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concern, please slide in the DMs. I always want to hear what you guys have to say. If you have any episode ideas, any things of the sorts, I hope you all choose to take a step back and release just a little bit of control throughout the week. Go easy on yourself. Give yourself and others grace. And I will see you all next week. XOXO, the queen.